Robin Mills tapping back in with another edition of the Black Bird's Eye View. Um, I had the pleasure to sit down with Trayvon McDougal. He's a resident of Raleigh, North Carolina, young man whose brother was killed by the um, Raleigh Police Department back in 2016. Um, here's someone who who is speaking from personal experience. It's one thing to read something or watch a video, something that you're detached from. But here's a young man that every time someone is gunned down in these streets, their life is taken in these streets. He has to relive the fact that the police officer who killed his brother um, was never held accountable. Um, so with everything that's going on with uh, the murder of George Floyd, I felt like it was important to talk about what's going on in our own backyard so that it is more relatable to us. It shouldn't come to the point where it has to happen to you in order for you to feel it and to respond to it. But that's, it looks like that's where we're going. Um, but at any rate, I want you to put your feet up and listen to this interview. And I want you to feel what this young man is saying. I want you to understand that this is, this is real life. This is real life and it's taking place right now. And this is nothing new. It's the same thing that's always happened. The only difference is that now there are cameras everywhere. And every time you do something, someone's going to record it. I mean, think about it. A lot of In a lot of these cases, had these people not been caught on camera, they would have got away with it scot-free. So put your feet up and get to know Trayvon McDougal of Raleigh, North Carolina. Anybody who has a television, anyone who has the access to be able to get online, knows what's going on all across the United States, all, all around the world, actually. Um, and I felt that it was important to sit down and talk about the current climate that is surrounding the death of George Floyd. And today I am sitting with Trayvon McDougal of Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I happened to see a photograph of this young man in the paper. Um, and it was just so highly charged with energy. I'm gonna put that image in the bio for you guys to see what piqued my interest. And turns out our young Mr. McDougal here has a story. He's not just someone who decided, hey, I'm gonna go and protest. He actually has experienced, has dealt with, has felt what it feels like for the police to take a family member. Trayvon, can I, can I get you to say hello to our guests and tell them a little something about yourself? Uh, how y'all doing? As y'all heard, I'm Trayvon McDougal. Uh, my brother was Akiel Dinkins. And I guess the picture she's talking about right here, printed on my shirt. So I'm here to talk about what we have going on in our city today, the world, in general. the whole world. So I understand you are the brother of a young man who the police, I, I want to say, shot seven times? It was seven shots, four hit him. They shot at him seven times. I, I do my due diligence, and I've watched some videos, and I, um, I understand that he was running. Yes, ma'am. He was trying to jump a fence. Yes, ma'am. Um, and apparently the police uh, the felt threatened. The officer fell, people laughed at him falling, and he turned red and got mad. And that's when he shot my brother. It's, go ahead. That's, that's, that's mostly, when it comes to actually knowing the story, 
he got mad because my brother was getting away or whatever and seven shots occurred while he was hopping a fence I went there's a fence there's a yard that he died in and on the other side of the fence you can get to I seen blood on the other side of the fence Mm. they moved my brother's body over here because you're saying there's no way the blood could have been on the other side of the fence there's no way the blood could be on the other side of the fence if he was shot and killed over here I understand. First, I want to say that I'm so sorry that that happened to you and your family. Um, I I heard a a lady do a video this morning, and um, she was talking about all the bad things. I'm talking about George Floyd now. Yes, ma'am. She was talking about all the bad things, how he had a criminal history. She talked about him not being an upstanding citizen. But the reality is, you could be the worst person in the world, but it won't negate the fact that someone took a life, you know. And I don't know anything about your brother other than what I've been able to read. And I recognize as myself being a part of media, you can't always trust what you read. You can't always trust the information in the air. Um, because when I when I went online and, and read up, on your brother. Yes, ma'am. How do you pronounce his name? Akiel Dinkins. Akiel. It it was interesting to me that the police report shows or the coroner's report and, and how they wrapped it all up in a nice little neat bow to say that the police shot him because it was the only thing that they can do. And I saw a video where your mother was speaking and she asked a very good question like, since when does a uh, someone shooting... What, since when does someone running away warrant being shot with real bullets? How, why is it, no, I know exactly what you're saying. A warrant for arrest is a warrant to kill. Exactly. And even if your your brother didn't have a warrant for his arrest and he just was resisting and he was running, that's not a warrant to kill. How could you be afraid to even pull a weapon if someone is running from you? Exactly. I think it's disheartening. And I have four sons, four grandsons, and a daughter. And the most terrifying thing is that they are in this world. And it makes no sense that a black man is born with a target on his head. You know, not to say that other people aren't being killed too. Yes, ma'am. But as a black woman, coming from a black perspective, what is your take on what's happening right now in the, in the city? Do you feel like the energy is different? Do you feel like something's changing? The difference that George Floyd's daughter spoke on that he changed in mm-hmm. the in the in the world is definitely a difference from some some point of view. If you if you would ask me from my point of view, if you would ask anybody from a hood that you can walk up to and feel like it's a hood if they feel like certain ways they can express themselves in this this pandemic right here that's going on then they should express themselves as best as they could and that's how they choose to okay so you're saying that when and you were down there um last week for the the protest yes ma'am um my sons were down there as well 
do you feel like is it true that the protest started out peaceful yes ma'am and then what happened water flew and if you're in riot gear you're in riot gear that's 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 much as that's as much as I can say on that is is water flu, where it's it's a peaceful protest. Then tear gas came out. We seen tear gas when tear gas was getting ready to be thrown. That's exactly when water was thrown. So it's like at that point we know okay now it's starting. It's not even dark at this point. It's light. It's daytime. So now it just starts. If that's how you wanted to end or that's how you wanted to be, it can be that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, and this is just me trying to look at it all the way around. Um, everyone, everyone is saying, well, it was two things going on. One set of people was protesting and another set of uh, people were rioting. Um, but I looked at the videos and, and from my take, Black people, yeah, they were looting, but it was everybody looting. Everybody rioting. And when I'm looking at the people breaking out the windows, I'm seeing young white boys breaking out windows. When when you were there, what did you see? Same thing. Everybody rioting. If if it was somebody from a different color, if they're going to say, because they would say it like I heard in the street. We love y'all. Okay, if we're going to say it as y'all, they were everybody were doing it. They actually see that there's something wrong going on in the world. Mm -hmm. For them to actually be like, y'all are going through something. We love y'all, even though y'all are going through something right now. I see. So from all, for all intents and purposes, it was a peaceful protest that the police basically ended up spraying water and 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 different types of chemicals on you guys it was it wasn't necessarily water being sprayed i can say once the tear gas the first tear gas cuz i watched the, the first tear gas whatever canister was thrown that's when as a protester and rioter they threw water okay so it's going back and forth at this point okay and then one thing led to another. Yes, ma'am. Do you feel like anything was accomplished with the with the rioting and the protesting? I definitely say yes. But definitely because of George Floyd's daughter said yes. And that's that I stand behind her so strong. When she said so Daddy strong. changed the world. Daddy changed the world. Daddy changed the world and I believe her in the utmost high. She he changed the world. Definitely because if they didn't hear us when we were out there protesting, they heard us when we tore up their city, their states. They heard us. It don't matter how they heard us. If it was bad how they heard us, they heard us. The protesting, okay, we did good on that. They heard us definitely then because it was always a peaceful protest in the middle of the day. So they had no choice but to hear us. And they said it, but they said the climate, the climate, and the energy was so drastic. Like during the day, it was one type of peace, but then when it got dark, 
it was a whole different beast of an animal. Is that true? As the city, as the city would say, and I heard it on the news, once certain advocates left, as like as the, my mom, as they would say, av- advocates left. It got it got that way. I can say my mom is a a peaceful advocate first. That's first. But being that she has a first-hand encounter of this situation, she can feel certain ways, if I can speak for her. She can feel anger. She can feel it stronger than anybody else because that's her son. Just like George Floyd, maybe her, his mother can feel it. If, but if I can say, I know when my brother passed, it was harder for us to step out and be strong for the city and be be strong for our states because of how much pain and anger it put on us. So it was harder to speak before. It's, it's, it's no, it's, we, you know, it's fighting, it's fighting us every day, but it was hard, it was most definitely harder for everyone in my family to speak before because of how drastic, how drastic it was. Mm-mm-mm. So, that's that's it's definitely a big insight once it comes to family members really passing coming from the inside out it's very drastic i can't even imagine it so you're 16 doing what 16 year olds do and you get the news and you you were changed forever i'm assuming forever for life life my heart goes out to you my heart really goes out to you I cannot imagine if you had to say anything so I asked everyone I interview this question and yes, I usually ma'am. I usually ask them this towards the end but this fits right here if you were in a position where you could bestow three jewels upon the masses and that is you could tell the entire world three things that would better mankind and there was no communication barrier and everybody understood the language you spoke what three things and I like to catch people off guard because they don't have time to think about it yes ma'am okay the three things I would say number one black lives matter number two a warrant for arrest it's not a warrant to kill. And number three, do not be mad or change in the news when it's really somebody, somebody protecting their family because they don't want this to happen no more. Hmm. That's not what y'all want to happen. As I told y'all downtown, that's not what y'all want to happen. Because it's gotten to the point now, and, and I'm, I'm quick to say, and, I, and anyone who knows me knows I say all the time, you know, black people only get mad for so long, and we have short attention spans, and once the media gives them something else to look at, they get distracted, and they forget until the next time. Do you think this time will be different? Definitely different, especially for the crowd around me. Just let like let's bring up the curfew. Y'all feel like the curfew is gonna stop anything? 
we're gonna wait till the curfew is over. We're gonna wait till the curfew over. Make sure y'all do hear us. Mm-hmm. All over. Hear like you're gonna hear us. If you got a curfew in your city, any city, wait till it's over. Wait till it's over. Make to they make sure they hear us though. Definitely. My thought process behind this is never act on emotions. Because emotions will make you not think a process through. Um, it's not enough to say we're gonna go here and and, and we're gonna peacefully protest. First of all, you move in silence. You don't tell people and announce what you're doing because some things you don't want leading back to you. And that's not even from a, a legal perspective, but just in general. You don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Right. Um, it is imperative, and I'm speaking to our young people right now because I don't have no hope for, for like my generation. I feel like if you was going to get it, you would have got it by now. got it by now. You know? Um, and that's not to say that people won't wake up and be like, I'm awake now, I'm awake now. It's awesome. But you should have been awake. I feel like our um, parents and parents' parents failed us on a lot of levels with that civil rights movement. A lot of people ain't going to like to hear that. Because if the civil rights movement really did propel us as a people, it doesn't seem like we would still be fighting the same things that they fought. We wouldn't. We wouldn't. And it's, it's, it's sad because we, we would like everybody to be understanding when it comes to this situation. Yep. But everybody isn't understanding. But, and it hurts me because I see friends and family that's not understanding. And, and a hurtful thing to say would be, I really don't want you to feel this pain. Hopefully you wouldn't have to go through it. Or you ain't going to learn till it happened. Or, like, I can't say nothing like that. When but it's it comes true. To, but it's the truest thing on earth. Especially when it comes to this situation. And I, don't, I wouldn't never want to tell nobody that. Because of this situation, there's no real way to handle this situation. You can't, you know what I mean? It's just as behind any other situation. Yeah. In any other way you can think of it. But when it comes to this situation, you don't get no justice. The system is broken and it was built that way. And the people who are sitting around saying that we need to fix the system need to first recognize that you can't fix what's not broken. You know, I I honestly feel like slavery was just kind of reinvented and it was monetized on on a level now to where, you know, people who are in jail are in prison. They're working for pennies, you know. There's money in incarcerating these 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 people, our people, you know. It's big business behind that. And to me, people want to just kind of stay on the surface of a thing. But if you just skirt around on the surface, you'll never get to the root. Never. And the root is the foundation. And if the foundation is shaky and it's built on the backs of slaves, African slaves, and land is stolen from our natives... It's amazing to me that people have the audacity to be mad at someone breaking out windows when not so long ago they bombed black cities. They bombed the black Wall Street here. Everything. You know, people have very, very short memories. And I'm going to take it back to where I was and say that. Move with purpose. Know what you're doing when you're doing it. 
and recognize that the system is 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 10 steps ahead they think they know what you're gonna do they think they know what you're gonna do but the reality is your circle needs to be super small and you need to be moving with a purpose right now and my heart goes out to you because it's my worst fear it's my worst fear that something would happen to one of mine my heart goes out to your mom I can look at you and tell that the person you are right now, probably an outstanding young man, is walking around with the weight of the world on his shoulders because justice was never served. And how do you get over the fact that someone was just snuffed out like a light and nobody was held accountable? You know, these laws aren't set up to, to, to help us. They're not set up if you're expecting the laws to back you up it's an unrealistic expectation it's never it's never something you should you should feel comfortable with at all mm-hmm. you know for people that go through court court appointed attorneys they're laughing with the people that's going against you when you go to court mm-hmm. so and it's going to take you time to see it or take you for you to go through it to see that they're gonna laugh with the person they're gonna eat lunch with the person that went against you and told you that you shouldn't get out of house arrest or get a shorter sentence it's just a job for them it's a job for them what do you think about the timing of the um because i like to look at things from the perspective of i don't think there's a such thing as a coincidence you mind grabbing that um headset by your foot for me please just, you can just sit it over there somewhere. What do you think about the timing of, first of all, the pandemic was everywhere. Everybody was everywhere. talking about the pandemic. And now all of a sudden, no one's talking about the pandemic. Um, it's been it's been traded out for this, this new topic. And I think it's interesting. And nobody got COVID now. Or nobody's getting symptoms, but everybody was there. Like, it's... I just feel like it's something that they just know that we shouldn't we shouldn't find something out. It's something out there that we is not supposed to know. It's a distraction. It's a distraction. The biggest hopes that I can think of, it might be something really out there, COVID-19, you know, a few, but it's put out there for a few to get this distraction in their head. And y'all should be lost or y'all shouldn't Y'all shouldn't take your time to look at anything else because it is a big situation that's going on. It's it's funny because it's 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 not it's not happening like you would think it is. It's not really out there like you would think it is. It's not affecting too many like you would see how they're pushing it on the news. They're pushing it like it's the like it's about to take over the world. Like how? Hmm. You could look at it like this too though Like you said a person Doesn't know how you feel Unless they've gone through What you've gone through with your brother Or you, you could look at it like this too Like if Someone you know or knew Contracted this virus mm-hmm. and died Then you would feel it I, think that, feel I, it. I yes. think that it's real I just have a hard time looking away from the fact that every time something major is going on right after it dies down we hear about something nobody thought about 
you know, I think we're all trapped here living. Getting distracted day by day mm-hmm. by different things that's supposed to be put in different situations, but in your own, it's, it's, it's a lot of distractions that come with different people. A lot of distractions. Any this type of person have this type of distraction. This type of person have this type of distraction. My distraction is 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 every time it happened to somebody, it brings me back to when I was just sixteen. You relive it. I was I was only sixteen and to make matters worse, like I lost my grandmother the same year to diabetes. So when it comes to going to the gravesite, I cry harder for my brother because he was taken, not because I don't want to cry for my my grandmother, but for my grandmother because he was taken, my my brother because he was taken. It's harder for it's harder to really live what's going on because nobody will ever understand. You can see somebody joking about police shooting or just talking about police shooting. But do you really know what that police shooting is about? Do you really know the pain that becomes behind the police shooting? Like, how is it easy for that talk? How is it easy for that conversation to be brought up if you don't know nothing about it? Mm-hmm. If you could tell your brother, if you could speak to your brother right now, what would you say? Look at me on the newspaper. <laughs> Behind you. I love it. Wow. What else can we talk about today? Anything you want to talk about? I'm not sure that that one hit hard. So it's like, you know, like missing my brother is like nobody can feel it. Nobody. It's like, you know, it's people that's happening to. It's happening to people, but like nobody can feel what you would do. What would you do if you seen the person that killed your family member? Even if we would address it as a regular citizen in the hood, he killed my brother. When it comes to this situation of the world he still killed my brother and I have to still see it the same way I totally respect that Mm-mm-mm. so to, to the listeners who are listening here we are talking to a young man who isn't talking about something he read about he's not talking about something someone told him he's talking about something that he lived he lived and is still living with. That kind of pain doesn't go away. You know, as time goes by, you learn to live with it better, but that kind of pain never goes away. Um, so the next time you, you have something to say about these police who are just basically, they've, they've declared war. They've declared war and, and it's always been this way. The only thing that's different now is that there are cameras everywhere. But the next time you think about it, remember, somebody left a a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, family members, loved one, wife, children. People are, are grieving 
a void that is not necessary. There's no reason for your brother not to be in this world today other than the fact that he isn't. There's no reason for George Floyd and the host of other sisters and brothers who lost their lives. I was looking online at all of these police officers none of them were convicted. None of them were convicted and the, and the family on, on multiple levels I believe were paid off because all of a sudden they started preaching don't be violent, don't be violent. And when I'm just telling black people we need to stand up we need to recognize where we are. We need to stop fighting for inclusion in something that never included us. Unite as one. Yes. That's the biggest one, I feel. Unite as one. Make that strong we, fist. We stand tall with one. You think, it's, you think that we can do that? George Floyd changed the world. I've seen different in in the city that I believe in Raleigh certain people that I know has came further with re reuniting with everybody just because of this just because it, it can be as small as a clothing line we we are uniting out here I feel that I feel that energy that somebody is sticking to their word or sticking to their thought like that's, that's a black king right there. That's a black queen. I've been hearing it. We are uniting. Mm. What do you think about non-black people being a part of the change? Do you think it's possible that we can have a host of different nas uh, nationalities and mesh? Or do you think this is something that black people need to work on first? Black people can set the stone. I understand and I know for a fact it's going to be harder for, I guess, non-colors, I would say, to set a stone like that because of their community. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say they all bad, but I know for sure they're not all good. Mm -hmm when it comes to citizens and police officers. True. I thought, I broke it down like someone was telling me, oh, Robin, you just can't get mad at all the police officers. All police officers aren't bad. Police, police officers, all black men aren't bad black men. And you look at it like this, and this is the example I came up with. If somebody told you that there was 50 killer white poodles, and you didn't know which 50 they were, every time you saw a poodle you would feel threatened because it has the potential to be a killer, a killer. you know hold on come on in how you doing i'm all right come on in do you need to do my cable yeah well, i need to check stuff on the outside okay i just want to get a brief description of what's going on um my, my my signal is slow okay okay thank you yes okay. i do want to say though about that uh not all cops are bad. Not all cops are good. I want to clean that up from my perspective. Okay. I'm forever mad at RPD. Period. That's just that. Okay. Police officers, I do not like. It can be from a different city, different state. I'm not going to enjoy looking at you in uniform. 
doing whatever. You can be brushing your teeth. I'm not going to enjoy that. I'm breathing. It can be as simple as breathing. I'm not going to enjoy it. So, for me to understand this, it's not all good cops and it's not all bad cops. When you cross the level from being bad or when you when you when you put yourself to be a bad cop is when you don't realize what's going on. When you don't realize what you need to be policing as a police or as your as your fellow staff member would would want you or your your community, your even your district that y'all should be doing like for y'all district. There's no type policing with each other at all. Even if it's it, even if it is something wrong, I should correct you for the better, or you would you would correct him for the better, not just just to do it. Or okay, he gonna be all right because he a police officer, he can do that. No, but I did want to clear that up. I do not like no type of police officer. I just understand right from wrong, good from bad. As a man growing up, you, you, you just simply understand it. You know who doing their job. And the reality is, no one has time to figure out who's good and bad in the midst of a war. And we are, we're, we're in the midst of a, a war. And the sad thing is, unless you've been personally affected by it, you might not, you might miss it. You might miss it. But, um... I think I covered all my questions. Um, I feel like we talked about what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to to let you know that you are not alone in this at all. Yes, ma'am. You know, it's a whole lot of people that are not happy with this current situation that has always been. And um, if there's anything that I can do to facilitate your process, you let me know. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this interview up unless you like to have some parting words yes ma'am uh, I'm not gonna let my brother name die he probably not here he probably passed but Akiel Dinkins is his name is not gonna die George Floyd name is not gonna die as y'all can see is plenty of more legends I remember a time where Randy Moss, a football Hall of Fame player, put a host of names, including my brother, on his tie when he went to Hall of Fame. None of their names is going to die. Nobody. Nobody. None of them. We we all need to stand together to make sure that. It stops. Yeah. Got to make sure it stops. I love it. Well, I want to thank you so much for for taking the time and sharing your story. And I know my listeners um, can feel it, you know. So thank you. I yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So this is Robin Mills with the Blackbird's Eye View. Until next time.